Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Another chilly Saturday. This is a recording. Tech Talk underway. And uh, we're pleased to be joined by Doug Swindahart, as always. And here's the number on the program. 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. And that's good for a call or a text. If you call, you'll visit with our producer, Carrie Clatt, and she will put you through. And, of course, the text line gets you right into the studio here at News Talk, E3OWCCO. And, Doug, uh, winter is getting a little long. How are you doing? Not too bad, but uh, I would have to agree. I was looking forward to some warmer weather, and it just came and went so fast, I don't think I even noticed it. Yeah, looks like, uh, according to the weather, we we may get into the 30s again uh, here here this week uh, for a day or two, but, yeah, I I think everybody's had it. Yeah, uh, that doesn't excite me. Talk to me about 80 degrees or 75. Yeah, (laughs) there you go. During the news here at the top of the hour, they talked about how warm it'll be for the Super Bowl tomorrow in Los Angeles with highs in the 80s. I I guess I would like that problem at at this point in time. Makes you want to reach across the line and poke them in the eye, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. When you you hear about that sort of thing, once again, uh, uh. 80 degrees doesn't sound too bad in these parts, uh, but it is a great day uh, to get work done on the computer, solve some problems, learn a few things, and that's the goal of the program uh, here on Tech Talk. Once again, 651-461-9226. And uh, we, we got a note at, at work, and it, it is about be aware of uh, suspicious emails again. There seems to be a new wave of this uh, going on where uh, there's emails with attachments. Uh, It looks very legit. (laughs) Excuse me, I've received some uh, suspicious texts as well. Um, So this goes in waves, so be aware. If you're not sure about a certain email, by all means, don't click on that attachment. Now, I know, Doug, we've talked about it a lot, but it's worth reminding people, and I've seen a lot of that in the last week. Yeah, there seems to be a real surge going on. I, I'm not exactly certain where it's all coming from either. I would, I would think that we would be to a point where we'd be able to track that in minutes. I'm uh, somebody's doing some, must be doing some awfully sophisticated things just to get them in the wild. But here again, if you don't know who it is from, just don't bother. Or, or isolate it. You can open that up in a web-based uh, application like Google, and your browser might say, oh, you got this bad. Close yeah. the browser and just go on about your business. Restart your computer. If it ends up putting something on your computer, I cannot recommend anything any better in my mind than Malwarebytes 
ADW Cleaner. It's a free download. Run it, scan it, and it will reboot your computer and take out all that nonsense. But I would um, I would definitely be be real cautious about emails. I've been getting phone calls too that direct me to go to my computer. This, this is a new this is new to me. Say, so, well, and they're not claiming to be Microsoft. They're not claiming to be any manufacturer. They're telling the last one I got was talking about the the National Internet Center, and that just sounded weird to me right off the bat. Yeah. And and well, open your computer, go to this link. I went to the link and. Guy says, well, I can't see. I said, well, I'm here, but see, I'm running a Linux machine. They can't do that. They're looking for Macs and, and Windows. Actually, they're looking for pure Windows machines, I believe. It's um, not good, not good. Just pay attention, and when in doubt, don't. Run yeah. a search on the Internet or do something that, that will give you some information. Yeah, and uh, we, we get a lot of reminders here at uh, the company Email Odyssey, our parent company, and here at WCCO Radio about being sure not to click on that. And our IT manager at my full-time job in the printing business has started to do a very, very good job of sending out emails to test people and, and remind where where there's kind of a, you know, l- let's see if we can get people to bite on this as, as part of a training exercise. Oh. And I think it, I think it is really good. Uh, just to remind people that uh, these emails are are very sophisticated and they're designed to rope you in and they're designed to get you to click on that atta- attachment. So if you're not at all familiar, uh, be very wary. One of the other uh, tips you've done or, or given people, uh, per- particularly when it comes to maybe a bank or, or another well-known brand, if if they send you... Check that URL. Uh, be be conscious of where this comes from. Oh, I'm uh, I'm continuously looking at that, and I would agree. Even when you get an email that's got a link in it, when you roll your mouse over that link, that link's going to show up. If you're using web-based, it's going to be in the lower left-hand corner of the browser. If you're using Outlook or Thunderbird or, or a, a local client, Again, down the lower left-hand corner, it's going to display the actual web address. And if it doesn't end, if it doesn't begin and end with the exact domain name you're looking for, like U.S. Banks or or WCCO Radio, something like that, if it does, then I would be suspicious. Definitely be suspicious. We have no choice. There's just so much of this nonsense going on again. It is Tech Talk here on a Saturday, and let's go to the phones and. Bring in uh, Joe from Cold Spring. Joe, you're on the air. Hello. Thank you. Um, I've got a 2014 MacBook Air uh, that I'm running Catalina on, and I can't get enough, uh, uh, free up enough drive space to load Big Sur, and it won't be uh, supported on Monterey. So I'm planning, uh, I know that they're doing security updates yet for Catalina, but eventually that'll end. So I'm planning on getting a new MacBook. Uh, but I want to. Uh, I'm considering converting the 2014 MacBook and to running Linux. Is there a Linux operating system that would most replicate uh, the uh, the Mac OS user interface? Well, you could... And would it also would it also require uh, virus protection? Uh, yeah, you, there's actually a couple of ways that you could go with this. I personally don't believe in putting any vi- any virus or any malware in Linux at all. 
I think it hinders the operating system from doing its job. But you could set it up as a dual boot and keep what you have and just tweak it and then use Linux Mint. And I love Linux Mint. And yes, you can actually configure Linux Mint so it looks and feels like a Mac. And in fact, there's um, uh, a resource I, I use quite frequently, uh, Chris Titus, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-T-U-S dot com. He's got a whole section on setting up a, a, a Linux to look and run like an app, step by step. I don't know if he's using Mint. I think he's using Ubuntu, but by the time you're done, your desktop is the same. And by the way, you could use the instructions for Ubuntu in Mint to the letter, and it should work just perfect. Shouldn't have any problem at all. Uh, You sound a little bit like an email I got a week or so ago. I've been trying to find a couple of minutes to call this gentleman, but I love these 2014s. This is a nice system to redo. And if you need more drive space, a solid-state drive would be the way to go. And you can get a a 500 gig today, I think, for about 40 bucks. Uh, They're nice machines that you got there. Keep that baby rolling. I think you'd be happy with Linux Mint Standard, too. Once you got to look at it and saw how intuitive it was laid out, I think you might like it. But that's an excellent, excellent call, and I appreciate you calling in. Thank you so much. I hope that helps. And we'll continue on the phone lines here on Tech Talk. By the way, that number, 651-461-9226. You can call or text the program. Let's go to Dan in St. Louis Park. Dan, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, guys. Love the show. I've got oh, an thank old, you. Uh, I got an old Dell laptop running Windows 7 Professional. And all I use it for is to surf the Internet. I don't do any, I don't go to any dark spots on the web or anything. Just just informational searching. And my granddaughter likes to play games on it. My question is, uh, can someone hack into that computer and get on my network? You know, because it's probably not the most secure thing. It's not up to date. You know what I'm getting you at? Could, yeah, yeah. You can lock it down, but it's 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 vulnerable. It truly is vulnerable. Um, a couple of things that you might want to do in the meantime. Yeah. By the way, that machine's a perfect machine to convert to Linux, and Linux games online really well. But your to do immediately if you went into your network settings and took the check off client for Microsoft Windows, and take the check out of file and print sharing, that would help. Then create a standard user that doesn't have administrator rights, and log on as a standard user. That's going to limit that computer quite a bit. Now, the problem is, is the data coming in and going out. There isn't too many antivirus programs that are actually supporting Windows 7 yet. There are a couple. I think Komodo still does. And I believe Avira, and it's a German antivirus, runs really good. Um, and it's A-V-I-R-A. But that's going to actually require a commercial package to do the job for you. And I think you'd be much, much better off to, to get yourself a solid-state drive and take the drive out of there that's in there and just install Linux. And there are so many resources on the net. I think it'd be a good experience for you if you want to do it. If you want me to do it, give me a holler. I love those machines. Those old machines, tough, tough, tough to beat. And I hope that helps. Thank you for the call. All right, very good. We'll have much more on Tech Talk with Doug coming up in a moment. Here's the number. Send your text or call 651 461 
888-900-9226. We'll we'll talk about a problem with Windows 10 coming up. It's a little bit unusual uh, problem with Windows 10. It just flat out stopped working. The the computer comes up, but uh, they can't get Windows 10 to fire up. Uh, we'll, we'll get Doug's thoughts on that in a moment here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. It is Tech Talk on a Saturday, and the text line is very busy, as it always is. And you can call the program as well. Same number, 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. And let's jump to the text line. And, and Doug, this happened to be a computer you worked on. And you, you've talked about the dual boot uh, computer with uh, Linux and Windows 10 on it. Uh, Linux works just fine, but they can't get Windows 10 to open. What could be going on in a situation like that? I've actually seen that happen a couple of times. And if they get an update and they take some of the optional Microsoft updates, Microsoft will attempt to take over the boot sector. And then you end up with that whole section gone. And it could be as simple as going into the BIOS, the setup, the actual BIOS, and making certain that you're selecting either Linux Mint or Ubuntu as the main UEFI boot, the first boot to go. That would probably be the first thing to check. Their Windows is probably fine. It's just getting past that boot menu. And that's a pretty quick fix, pretty easy thing to, to take care of generally, as long as Linux was in control in the first place. Uh, I noticed that there, there seems to be more activity around taking control of that master boot record or the UEFI. It's, um, I like that on the Linux side. You're still going to be able to run and get your data even when you're in Linux off the Windows side. But if you're in Windows, can't get to Linux at all. It's a whole different security system. But this is um, nothing more maddening than when a computer won't boot. This, uh, and Microsoft has actually removed some functions from 10. With 7 and 8, used to be able just to tap on that F8 key as it was starting to boot, and it would bring up your safe mode menu. That seems to be really difficult to get to. Sometimes you've got to actually pull the power cable out as it's showing the, the little circles coming around as it's starting to go. That sometimes will take you back into a repair screen or a safe mode as well. But this is, um, I don't know why they removed that other than to make things more difficult. This is... um a function that we really need back in Windows 10 and 11. 11's even more difficult. Um, I wish I had better news, but if I worked on that machine, give me a call and we'll walk through that and get you back up and rolling in no time at all. 223 here at News Talk, 830-WCCO. Um, let, let's uh, continue on the Windows 10 front. Uh, recently had my hard drive replaced. Now I have Windows 10. My old laser printer doesn't have a print driver for Windows 10. It's a Dell 1815DN, a laser printer. Uh, any options, it's a great printer. And I find that unusual that, that you aren't able to find a driver, but uh, what direction do they go, Doug? Uh, actually, that, that should be able to train up as a basic printer. And worst-case scenario, you could actually take your original HB software if you got the DVD or the CD, or the setup files, and you can right-click on that file and put it into compatibility mode and tell it you're running Windows 7 during the install. 
That also seems to have tricked the system, and I've got no printers to work that way as well. If you have this thing set up Wi-Fi, you should be able to locate it by the IP address, the internal IP address. And supposedly, Windows is going to be giving out all the drivers, and they tell HP that they've got everything taken care of, but I see some of these older printers being knocked out of the game far, far too early, in my opinion. Yeah, we, um, I, I understand we got to sell product and things, but this is, uh, in my mind, Steve, this is kind of the epitome of planned obsolescence. When you program the operating system to stop a, a, a perfectly good unit from functioning, I, I think that's wrong. I just, I can't quite agree with that. This is, um, and I, it's more how we programmed Windows than anything else, but I'd like to work on that one, too. Give me a call. We might be able to get that for you in a couple of minutes. All right. That that sounds good. Yeah. It, t- typically, uh, older printers are good ones. I, I remember a quick printer story. I had an old Epson years and for years and years, mm-hmm. and computers would come and go, and that thing would just keep going, and uh, it was easy on consumables. Um it, that was just a great little printer, and uh, uh, finally I think the belt broke and it wasn't worth repairing. The The belt just got dry. That kind of moves the print heads back and forth, and it eventually broke. But that that, that was a good one, and, um, yeah, I was able, always able to find drivers uh, for that one. Uh, let's go to the phones. Uh, we've got waiting on hold right now. Susan in St. Louis Park. Susan, you're on the air with Doug. Hello. Um, I recently, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I recently got a new Samsung Galaxy AO3S, and since I got it, um, this one uh, email site called Trivia Question of the Day, I used to be be able to play this thing um, on my old phone, but now it says you block origin is blocking. It and I didn't know I had you block, and I wondered if you could explain it to me. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's an app, and it could actually be a built-in app. Um, you can actually get. You're gonna have to go ahead, find the app. Just go underneath your apps and look for you block. It's a um, pop-up blocker, and it's actually a pretty strong pop-up blocker. By the way, if you have that on a computer and you've used the same email address on your phone, I think it might have floated in that way, too. You want to make sure that your browsers don't have uBlock as an extension. Uh, but that's a, you can actually bypass that particular website or tone it down a little bit. I am not so certain that it came with Samsung. I don't know if they do that with, uh, with uh, the, the AO3S. I, I don't think they do. I think that that's got added by somebody else, possibly your provider, I know that cell phone providers will add uh, an awful lot of software to our phones as well. You're, you're probably going to want to find an uninstaller if it has anything to do with that being part of what they consider their system files. And that can be kind of hairy to do. So do some reading, do some research, but you're dealing with a pop-up blocker. If you don't get it in a little bit, give me a call next week, and I'll see if I can help you walk through that. All right, very good, Doug. Uh, thank you. And uh, quickie here from our text line. Um, have you heard about Redline malware when upgrading to Windows 11? Um, I, I, I did a not. quick search uh, during the last call. 
and it said, uh, a number of headlines say, Beware, Microsoft lookalike Windows 11 upgrade website is actually a redline malware hub. So it gets back to what we said earlier. Be very careful. Uh, Check that URL. Make sure you know exactly what you're doing before you open an attachment or go to a website and download anything. Yeah, this looks like it's going to get to be a hot one, too. Yeah. They They got a bunch of websites set up. Oh, my. Yeah, this should be good. And this is uh this is relatively new. Most of the information that's coming in here, it apparently started last November, and and in fact the actual March before that, uh, the March in 2020 had its first signs of the Redline password stealer. And now they're wanting to steal your operating system. That's pretty bold. I would think Microsoft would have a team of professionals on that, like ugly on an ape. That this is really really out of hand. Really out of hand. I um, I'll be keeping an eye on this one. This is the first I've heard of this. That's, this is interesting. That's a great text. Thank you so much. Yeah, that is a good text. I did a quick search as well, and oh. it, it is scary. Uh, the fake website uh, set up to look like a Windows 11 upgrade, and ultimately, uh, it, it's uh, bad, bad stuff. Uh, Two thirty. Quick break. We'll have an update on the weather. We'll come back with more Tech Talk. Friendly reminder, the number always available to you, 651-461-9226. That gets you into the studio via text, or you can call and visit with Carrie in the studio, and she'll put you through 651-461-9226. Here on Tech Talk, a news talk, E3OWCCO. Tech Talk continues with Doug. We've had a lot of great calls already on the program, and we have a ton of text to get to, and we will jump there uh, in a moment. But first, let's go to the phone lines. Nancy in South Haven, you're on the air with Doug. Hello. Hello. Um, I'm somebody who's trying to do some self-repair for my computer. Um, Good for you. Yeah, it didn't go so good this time, though. My Dell Inspiron died, and I got advice to take out the hard drive and put it in an enclosure and then connect it to another computer to retrieve the data. I only have uh, an older Dell that's been, it's, it's pretty good, but it's, it has Linux on it. I'm wondering if okay. that will work to do that from a Microsoft to a uh, Linux. Uh, well, you can't run the programs, but yes, I think what I'm going to advise you to do is give me a call after the show, and we'll see if I can't uh, help you through that. This is going to get a little bit too lengthy, but yeah, you'll have access to those files as long as it was your drive when you took it out wasn't like in a sleep mode. Sometimes they'll lock up and you got to do some extra stuff, but we can get your data. Um, yeah, give me a call after the show, and we'll get you taken care of. Yeah, and it, once again, Doug, we, we talk about this over and over, and it kind of fits in the category of public service announcements we, we do on the program along the lines of make sure you back up your data on a cold day like today. you mm-hmm. got a little time. Back up your data. Another one is don't throw away that old equipment. Um, there, there's a lot of operating systems like Linux where you can keep that old equipment running for a long, long time. And then beyond that, if it is time to replace, a great option is pulling that hard drive out, 
uh, getting an external case and you got all your stuff ready to go. And uh, I muted Doug this time. Doug, you're you're on the air. Oh, I'm sorry. I um I, I say she's on the right track here. She's got a system that's going for Linux. But she plugs that uh, hard drive in. If she can't see her data right away, then we got to do a special command in Linux to open up and read only. And we'll definitely get her data. As long as the hard drive is running, we'll definitely get it. But uh, great call. Thank you so much. And I'll take good care of you. Yeah, uh, good deal. By the way, we'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program today. Uh, we'll, we'll throw that out. The number on the program right now that uh, is most important, 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226, if you want to call or text the studio. And let's get to the text line again. Here's a good one. I do not know the answer to this. Uh, what virus protection does Windows 11 use? Well, they've got built-in Defender as well, but here again, I would think that that uh, the nature of the new operating system, I would advise a commercial antivirus. I, I think I would be looking at Malwarebytes or, or ENOT, ESET32, and I think that you don't have to buy all their products, but uh, get something that will get you protected, yeah, especially with Windows 11. I just um, We just don't have enough history to say, well, it's going to be fine with Windows Defender, and but it's got a built-in as well. I, I think I would step up to, uh, to a commercial package in addition. Doug, joining us here on Tech Talk, uh, we, we get a lot of uh, texts, and we've had a lot of calls uh, over the years on this, and, and this is a good follow-up. When it, when it comes to uh, Internet service at home, uh, rent or buy the modem. Um, and we're, we're both on the same page on this one. Yeah, no doubt. I, I, I will always advise people to, to rent their modem. I don't think you're going to be ahead uh, one penny by, by buying one. And it's, it's sad that, you, that you, you should be able to, but you just can't. This puts the actual onus on the Internet service provider to make certain that you've got clean Internet inside your house. And it takes one more thing off your plate for configuring. And if they update... You don't have to worry about all of a sudden one day just because they're not going to send you a notice. Well, we're going to update modems and, and routers today. So there's a lot of good routers out on, on the on the web that you can buy. Netgear puts out a really good one. In fact, many of them. Asus, uh, there's just a plethora of them out there. But if you want to have your own router for your Wi-Fi, you could still use the, uh, the, the Comcast modem, so to speak, and have that protected on the inside. And that's kind of the way I'm set up. It's um, a little bit more difficult to get it configured and to stay on track, but uh, the actual connection to your ISP, I think that equipment should come from them. That's just my opinion. You're going to save yourself a ton of trouble. Yeah, and uh, I've seen it. Uh, We've talked about it for a long time, and Verizon is now advertising uh, what, what amounts to be uh, 5G home internet. We knew with the arrival of 5G or fifth generation cellular service that it wouldn't take long for these providers to have an appliance that you set in your home that taps into those 5G signals and basically gives you Wi-Fi service. And once again, Verizon starting to advertise that right now. This could be a real game changer. If you're mm-hmm. able to get 5G in your neighborhood, you might be able to uh, shop around and see 
if you want to move on from Xfinity or CenturyLink or your current. And I think that this is a case where competition is a good thing, Doug. Oh, no doubt about that. So many people, whether they have CenturyLink or, or Xfinity, and, well, you got your choice. Well, sometimes you don't. If you're going to have high speed, you're either one or the other. Uh, they, uh, they, they stopped actually developing in neighborhoods that they know were already taken over by their com- competition. So, yeah, I think this is going to be a good thing. And it, like you said, if you've got a good, strong signal, it's absolutely going to be a game changer. The next thing to be aware of is we see in the, in the industry, they're starting to put caps on the amount of data that you use. You want to be careful about the plan that you have there, and until we figure out a good method to measure, and this is something that kind of hits home with me, if we're going to be putting a data cap on, the vendor tells us how much data we've used, we got to have a way to monitor that. we got to have a way to verify it. Not a question of, of trust, simply a matter of good business. But uh, right now, you, you're kind of at the mercy. So I signed up with uh, Xfinity when I got my gig feed, my gigabyte feed, I went with the unlimited, and I paid the extra twenty-five dollars a month just to make sure I'm not going to have any issues. It's um, just be be cautious of what you're getting and how much bandwidth and data storage. And I'm still looking for a simple package that monitors data that you can time exactly to their cutoff minute when it goes from one month to the next. That's the only way you're going to be able to verify it. To date, that I know of, anyway. There really isn't a good tool out there that's easy to use. Several tools, but most of them are kind of expensive and a little on the complex side. And I hope that helps. I wish I had better news. But I'm looking forward to seeing what 5G does with Internet as well. Yeah, and I, I did it. test one of them. I, I did to the Verizon site when I saw that and checked my address. Not available in my neighborhood. But if it does become available, I'll be very interested. I wish it was one of those things that you could test without signing up. How does it compare? And I have CenturyLink. I know you've had Xfinity, and you talked about that a moment ago. And and depending on who the Internet service provider, those are two of the big ones, but you could have another. Um, How it's going to ultimately compare and the reliability of uh, ultimately 5G a cellular-based Wi-Fi in your home. Because what it is, and I checked it out, it's an appliance you set up in your home, you plug it into the wall, and it grabs that 5G signal from the outside and then distributes it throughout your house. And to me, it, it's it's very interesting. And like I say, to, to have an option uh, w- would be a good thing. And I think the, the more options, the better for people to shop. So, Oh, oh no doubt. I it, the more competition, the better. There's just no way around that. That's uh, absolutely wonderful. It's, uh, I'm going to check to see if it's available at my place, too, just to, just yeah, to see you, what we you got. Yeah, sh- you should check it out because they're the first. I- I'm sure AT&T and T-Mobile are going to come out with, with, with products as well. If Verizon's done it, you know they're going to follow. Now let's go to Ron in Prior Lake. Let's squeeze in Ron before the break here on Tech Talk. Ron, hello. Yes, uh, j- I was just... Uh, I just received a mail from Verizon on their 5G uh, service. And right now I've got a 30 megahertz, uh, not fiber, old-fashioned uh, uh, connection from my local provider. So the Verizon would actually be less money. And I was wondering, do I still need my router if I ended up switching to them as far as, uh, or does this, uh, does this function, their box function as a router, or router and a modem both? 
I'm not certain. That would be something you'd want to be taken up with them. But if you have like a wireless router and they've got something that comes into your house that you can connect to that wireless router, you should actually be able to connect to them and keep your network settings the same, provided you had two devices in there prior. Uh, it really depends on what they're going to be delivering to your place. This is uh, this is going to be exciting as it's coming up. And I just ran a, 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 a test, and they're going to send me an email with the response. That's kind of strange, huh, for a check on availability. But this is, uh, it will be interesting to see how this pans out. With 30 megabits per second, I would be asking them about their speed, and I would also be asking them if it's going to be stable. Can you rely on it? Right. That, that, that's the big thing. Um, you know, is the stability going to be there? Um, everything we've learned about 5G, and we know about the FAA and proximity to airports and, you know, airlines concerned about that. But but ultimately, if you're able to get 5G in your neighborhood, you know, what what is the uptime? And I, th- I think for anybody who's streaming video or uh, trying to work from home or, or, or do whatever they do on the Internet at home, uh, stability is going to be a big one. But uh, th- this is just the beginning. Uh, expect products from AT&T and T-Mobile as well. But I just thought I'd bring it up because I saw it this week from Verizon. Quick break. We'll come back with more. Uh, still time to get in. You can send your text 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226. Or that is good for a call. It'll get you into the studio, and Carrie will put you through 651-461-9226 here on News Talk. E3OWCCO. All the news at 3 here on News Talk, A3OWCCO Radio. Mike Wall will join us from Space.com. Uh, big announcement from Elon Musk on Thursday down in Texas about Starship. And we'll talk a little bit about uh, the Webb Telescope, which is starting to uh, look out there. Uh, the first images showing up from Webb. So that's all on the way uh, with Mike Wall from Space.com following the news. We continue with Doug on Tech Talk. Uh, Doug, here's a good one from our text line. Is it true that you lose some resolution if you hook up multiple monitors using splitters? I don't think so. Not if you got them configured properly. If you're in a package that demands multiple monitors all be set the same, you could possibly. But normally, that monitor is going to select it and just rock and roll. You're much better off to have a, a, a separate box that switches between them. If you need a dual display, that really should be a separate configuration within the, the operating system. And the splitters, if they're splitting the signal, the actual signal, I think what the big thing with that is distance. Uh, but the equipment that's available today, you can get that done and maintain your resolution just fine. I think the switch box is a better way to go. Might be a little bit more money, but here again, when you're planning on equipment and planning a configuration, one thing I think people stop to, to and don't and forget about thinking about, put a dollar value on your frustration before you even begin. If it costs a little bit more, but you got it done in 15 minutes and you're a happy camper, that's that's worth its weight in gold. And the easier it goes together, probably the longer it will last as well. It's just one of those things. But it um, really depends on the equipment they have and their configuration and how it goes. So there's no easy answer to that one, Steve. I wish there was. 
All right. Uh, we did get a text, and they, they said uh, T-Mobile has had uh, 5G Internet service for months now. I think they probably have a device that brings Internet, like a hotspot. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure it's 5G because a lot of these 5G networks uh, just kind of got fired up. There, there was a lot of talk about that. But, yeah, I, there, there's no doubt that there are a lot of options. And I, I've been impressed. I've had a mobile hotspot. We've talked about it for a while, and I've used it on the road. Um, we, we use a version of it. I work for a streaming service and go out and do play-by-play, particularly of high school sports. And the, these mobile hotspots that just – run on, say, 4G cellular service right now are pretty darn good. They've gotten very good. Oh, no doubt. And the thing with the 5G that I've noticed and do is they come, the top tier is the ultra-wide bandwidth, and they're actually publishing, well, it's going to be a gigabit, but they're not really sure yet. This is all still somewhat in a testing phase. Until we get at least a couple of years of experience we're really not going to know what the performance and stability is going to be in this. All right. Uh, and and that that's the thing. And uh, T-Mobile has uh, another tool at their website as well where you can plug in your home address and, and see if it is available. But I, I think Doug and I are on the same page on this. Um, th- this is uh, – do you necessarily want to be on the the cutting edge of this one? Yeah, see, that's the thing, too. Let somebody else do the beta testing. I always like to be on the cutting edge, but I don't want to be on the bleeding edge. And if you're going to be, here's the thing. If they were going to give you a $200 a month internet for $100 and say, well, you could beta test, and we're, we're not interested in locking you into a three-year contract, then you might be willing to jump on board. But this, well, sign up for a year and well, if it don't work, too bad. Pay anyway. I don't care for that. I yeah. wish that it was a little bit cleaner. Yeah, and uh, the, the the thing about T-Mobile, I did the same thing. Uh, plug in my address. Not available in, in my neighborhood. They'll let me know when it is available. So, you know, it, it stay tuned. Depending on where you live, uh, it may not be available. But as they roll this out, it could be a very good option. And we'll certainly keep an eye on that. Uh, here on the program. Uh, let's see uh, where we can go. Uh, here we go. Uh, service recommended for battery on a 2014 MagPoke Air. Uh, do you recommend original equipment, or is there a third-party battery you prefer? I would go right straight to Amazon.com, and I would check there. They have got some really good vendors, and just put in your model and the battery replacement at the end of your computer model, and take a peek at the at the results. I have a Prime account, so everything I purchase is under Prime. I could take it back if it doesn't work. This battery business is getting to be kind of iffy too, but you're going to save a ton by grabbing an OEM, and you're probably going to have the identical equipment. How it's stamped and labeled and marketed in my mind, doesn't make any difference as long as it's good equipment. But get that thing trained in, and if it isn't, and Amazon is just a perfect resource for this. They'll return it. It says right on there, returns available. Well, if you can test the equipment, if it ain't right, uh, drop it off at a Kohl's or another Amazon station and, and rock and roll. I actually returned uh, two 
modems that I was going to replace my equipment, my rental equipment, as a test. Never did work out for me, Steve. I ended up getting my rental from Xfinity as well. So it's um, it sure is nice to be able to turn that back and not lose any money. That'd be the that'd be the way to go. But I, if you go buy an Apple, you're gonna you're if you pay the brand name, you're gonna pay. You have to step up to the plate. I just don't think that it's a value. But that's my opinion, and I hope that helps. Yeah, and uh, once again, there there there's a lot of reputable online retailers, and that that is one good thing I think that the internet does is that. You can search and you can research uh, retailers before you buy a product, particularly like that. And then, Doug, is, is it something that an individual can do, swap out that battery in a MacBook Air because they are very thin? And, and I know you've said this before, with laptops in particular, take your time and be very gentle. Yeah, and on the Apple Mac equipment especially, if you get this thing apart, you'll notice that it's got the aluminum body and then it's got the stainless steel screws. When you go to put those screws into a cold machine, you barely snug them. Honest to God, Steve, these things are designed so the first thing that first time you turn it on, it heats up and those screws will set their own torsion. When I first learned this, I actually popped about three cases and had to buy the backs for computers for people because well, I didn't know this. And I'd snug them up like I normally did, which is not over tight. But a couple days later, they called, they, well, the screw came through. Oh, that, and that's when I got this experience here. So on a Mac, when you tighten that frame up, that, make sure it's all lined up and just barely snug it. And then turn it on, and it'll, it, they'll be tight. They'll, don't be over-tightening things. But, yeah, I think an end user can do that. Lots of material on the net to walk you through that. YouTubes, okay. all kinds of things. You just can't go wrong. Well, Doug, it's uh, always a very quick hour. Uh, apologies to those folks that sent us a text and we weren't able to get to it. We will be back in one week here on Tech Talk with Doug Swinhart. And, Doug, uh, we, we've got to get your number out there and your email. Oh, thank you. Uh, 651-552-9543. And, of course, admin at WCCOtech.com. A-D-M-I-N at WCCOtech.com and 651-552-9543. And thank you, Steve. Have a good weekend. All right. Enjoy the day, Doug. Always good to visit with you. Doug Swinhart and Tech Talk. Saturday is between 2 and 3 o'clock. We'll have all the news. We'll have all the weather coming up here at 3 o'clock. And then uh, Mike Wall from Space.com. A lot going on. Elon Musk and SpaceX had a big thing on Thursday night. We'll get into that here on CCO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.